No amount of hold on or don't go off half-cocked was going to stem the wash of rage boiling in my veins. It was far easier to let anger explode, to invite hate inside, to allow retribution to take center stage than it was to face the consequences of losing one of my own because I'd been too weak, too selfish to... Fuck, I didn't know what. But whatever it had been, there was no getting past the fact that this one was on me. Just on me. Where is he? That was Charlie. His voice pinched tight enough, it came out a squeak of despair. Tommy's taking care of... of... Helen choked. Tight voices, choking voices. Throats closing up. Guts. Guts clenched into knots of pain, doubling over pain. Pain that brought a grown coy dog to his knees. Brought him begging to a god he'd sent packing years before. I listened. The voices faded and returned on endless repeat. It might have been my imagination. They'd made a mistake. Whoever they were. And there was that hope again. That false god making promises it had no intention of keeping. Promises Helen got it wrong. Polly was fine. More than fine. Polly had turned the corner. Had come back. Had come back into his head. Had come back to us. Gentle Polly. My dear sweet fox. My lover and friend. Life didn't have to be fair. That was never a condition for us being on this miserable planet or being handed a goddamn stacked deck of cards. But why did it have to be cruel? Wasn't it enough we were the outcasts? The creeps? The monsters? The ones who went bump in the night? No one had asked Polly if he wanted to be a shifter, to spend his time in the service of two masters, his own nature, and a government who used his body and mind as cannon fodder, leaving him to cope on his own when it went south. Voices trickled through, piercing my consciousness in sporadic bursts. Do you know where? I'm not sure. Dad says, need help on it, but maybe we should. I need to see him. It came out thin and reedy, uncertain, though I was never so sure of anything in my whole rotten existence. When no one responded with, Sure, Coy. I'll take you right now. I looked up from the floor, from a penitent position, me prostrating myself in denial. If I saw Polly, I could prove they were wrong. All of them. The need to make this right, to shove the wrongness of a world without our kind and loving friend back into hell where it belonged. That need was almost more than I could stand. Helen and Charlie backed away, their eyes gone sharp and dry. The dew-kissed morning on their cheeks wiped clean away, replaced by ashen fear and the sour scent of dread. Charlie held up a palm. Down, boy. Easy, boy. Back off, boy. Core boy. Coyote boy. What's happening? Helen whispered. Get behind me, sweetie. I wasn't sweetie. I was other. The other. To me, he murmured, It's okay. It'll be okay. Charlie didn't sound too sure of that, but he was willing to try. Props for that. Agreeing with him was going to take an effort of will, 
something sorely lacking in my makeup lately, especially seeing how his idea of okay and mine seemed oceans apart right that minute. Okay was me ripping the throat out of whoever had killed Polly. Okay was me tearing through his family, his friends, his acquaintances, random strangers he'd ever exchange a word with. Okay was me bathed in blood and gore, feasting on vengeance and sacrificing my soul in the bargain. Okay was the lie we told ourselves each and every day, because not to buy into those false gods opened you up to truth, and the truth was the madness we held at bay so as not to sully our tender sensibilities. A door opened. Air, stagnant and reeking of grease and sweat, flipped switches inside my head, challenging me to pay attention. The door closed. Sound replaced scent. A gentle snick overrode noxious fumes.